Okay, let us begin our discussion of Parshas Devarim. Parshas Devarim, just scheduling note, I think next week the Shia will be on Wednesday night, as it is in Eretz Yisrael, and Tuesday night is Mosai Tishabav, so I don't think there'll be a Shia that night, but it'll be uh, Wednesday night, so hopefully it'll, it will be up by early Thursday morning. If not late Wednesday night, but uh, probably early Thursday morning. Bezrat um, Okay, so let's start our discussion of Sefer Devarim, the fifth Sefer in the Torah, and the first couple of thoughts that we're going to have today is related to the nature and the uniqueness of Sefer Dvarim and how it is similar or different than the rest of the Torah. We know it's called the Mishnah Torah. So is it a repeat of the Torah? What exactly is the purpose of of uh, Sefer Dvarim? So before we get into um, the Rishonim, let's look at a thought that's quoted in a few sources from the Dubna Magid. Dubna Magid, and this thought relates to something that we discussed last week, so it's a good place to start. Pazak says, Ela Dvarm Shadibar Moshe, the first first source, the Talioras quotes this from the Dubna Magid. The Ohel Yaakov is the Dubna Magid Sefer on Chumash. Lafi Kabbalah's Chazal. Yeshno Havdil Yisodi Ben Chumash Dvarm Mishnah Torah Lebein Shar Chumshech Torah. According to Chazal, there is a basic difference between Chumash Dvarim and the other Chamishi Chumshech Torah. There are different halachas that we even have in, in the Gemara, which we're not going to get into now, but Smuchin. The Kachamar Chazal. The Gemara even highlights it by the following halachin, Mesechus Megillah, in Mavsikin Beklalus. The Gemara says, you're not allowed to have a hefsik. You're not allowed to make a hosafa to break up the aliyah of the tochacha. All the curses uh, in Bechukosai and Kisavo, twice in the Torah, you're not allowed to break it up. You're not allowed to have two aliyahs. Amr Abaya Loshanu Ela Beklalus Shebetoros Kohanim. Abaya says, this is only the curses of Ayikra. Because of a yikra, that you can't have a break in. But the clause of Mishnah Torah, Kisava, even though it's much longer, you're allowed to be mafsik in them. You're allowed to make a husafa. My taima, why? Halalu belashen rabim amuros. These are said in plural. Umoshe mi pihagvura amran. And Moshe said mi pihagvura. That's by yikra. Moshe said it from Hashem. Vahalalu belashen yachid amuros. And these, the one in Dvarim, is said in Lashon Yachad, in singular, Umoshe Mipi Atzmo Amran. And Moshe said it from himself. What does that mean? Moshe said it from himself? Moshe didn't say anything. Except from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And Tosfus there says, even the Klaus of Mitzvah Torah were written, Baruch HaKodesh B'Nevuah. So what's the difference? So, explains the Dumna Magid based on a, an idea that we mentioned from Yaakov Kamenetsky last week. Look at line 11. Quotes this from the Eshela Azos. I mean, let's just, the, this is the question. Actually, the Dumna Maga quotes this that he asked the Gra, and the Gra gave this answer. The, at the end of his life, when the Gra was sick, so when they said they want a doctor, a few, they said it happened a few times. He said, no, just, just bring the Dumna Maga. He said, just bring the Dumna I need to do Musar before, you know, just in case. So just bring me the Dumna Maga. So he didn't take doctors at the end of his life. He just took the Dumna Maga. That was his, uh, that was his doctor for the soul. It was the Dumna Maga and the Gra. So says the Gra, line 11. The Nevuos of the first four Svarim, the first four Svarim, the Nevuos were straight from Akadish Barachu through Moshe. But it was it was Akadish Barachu, as we said last week, Zehadavar. Beginning of the year, Zehadavar was clarity. It was Moshe Rabbeinu, but it was Hakadosh Baruch Hu through Moshe. Zui Osa Bechina Miyuchadesh Shel Nevuah. That was the unique Nevuah of Moshe. Asher Haisa Rakla Adonah Nevi'im. That was only to Moshe Rabbeinu. Vasher Ale Amru Chazal Kishchinim Adaveres Bitokrono. When it comes to Dvarim, though, Moshe Rabbeinu acted like Shar Nevi'im. Lokein on Nevuos Vesefer Dvarim. What does it mean? Mipi Atzma Amran. It means he had a little part to it. Just like the other Nevi'im always had a part to their Nevuah. It was a Shechina Madaresh Mitok Rono. As we said, Ainshtay Nevi'im Misnabim Besigno Nechad. Every Navi adds his own element to the content of the Nevuah. So, so too Moshe in Sefer Dvarim. Ilu Nemru Am Yisrael Kama Osa Nevuah Shenemru Mipishar Nevi'im. Moshe, remember, the entire Sefer Dvarim is six weeks. Six weeks, five weeks. Right? Rosh Chodesh Shvat all the way until Zayin Adar. Right? It's not a long time. 
not a long time. So the whole thing is Moshe Rabbeinu talking at the end of his life. Moshe Rabbeinu hayim esnabe es asher yomar ulo macharas laaver esnabuso. Moshe Rabbeinu got the nevuah from Hashem, and the next day halachum basar zivin nevuah salam Yisrael, and then he gave it to Am Yisrael. That's what the Gemara Megillah means divrei atzmo. So first of all, dvarim versus the shar versus shara Torah. That unique idea of zehadavar, a Moshe Rabbeinu's clarity of shlimim medaberes bitel grono is specifically the first four, really. Three, because Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't around in Sefer Bereshis, in Shmos and Vayikra and Bamidbar, that is all, but including Bereshis, because Moshe Rabbeinu was dictated that uh, that Sefer. Shechinah uh, Madaresi del Grono, the fifth one, he was more similar to other to other Nevi'im. That also might answer the question that we also asked last week: Why is that message of Zehadavar quoted at the end of Sefer Bamidbar? Why isn't it earlier in the Torah, the first place Moshe was spoken to? Maybe to emphasize to us, because this is the end of the Zehadavar period in history. The end of the four books of Zehadavar, of clarity, of Shechidim of the Eretz Grono, and now we're switching to Moshe Rabbeinu, giving a Nevuah like Shar Neviah. That's related to the type of Nevuah that Sefer Dvarim represents. Let's now go to the content. The content of Sefer Dvarim. What is the message of the content of Sefer Dvarim? And an even deeper question, when was Sefer Dvarim said to Moshe Rabbeinu. We know when Moshe Rabbeinu said it over to Klai Yisrael, as I just said, the last couple of weeks of his life. When did Moshe get this nevuah? That is a major machlokas. Machlokas, when did Moshe get the nevuah? Let's see the words of the Ramban. We can't have a shear on Parsha's Dvarim, Sefer Dvarim, without reading the Hakdam of the Ramban, the Dvarim. So that's where we start. It made it to source number two. Hasefer Azeh says the Ramban in Yano Yadua Shehu Mishnah Torah it is Mishnah Torah Yivayer Ba Moshe Rabbeinu Ladora Nechnas Baaretz Moshe is explaining to the generation that is going into the land Rov Mitzvos HaTorah Hatzuchas LiYisrael Moshe is letting B'nai Yisrael know the mitzvahs that are needed to know V'Lo Yaskir Bo Davar Mitaras Kohanim Moshe does not repeat anything from Sefer VaYikra there are no specific mitzvahs of the Kohanim that are repeated. That's already explained. But the middle of line four, There are repetitions in Sefer Dvarim of mitzvot that we already have seen earlier in the Torah. Now why? What's the purpose of the content of Sefer Dvarim? Number one, Sometimes to expand upon it. Sometimes there's a new aspect of the mitzvah that Moshe Rabbeinu was going to expand upon. We already got the mitzvah, but it's an expanded. Shemitah is expanded upon. Staka is expanded upon. There are various mitzvahs that Moshe already told us earlier in the Torah, but now he's expanding upon them. He's elaborating. Upamim Sometimes it's just to emphasize. Make sure we really got the message. Give us rov asharos. Kemoshi yavo b'sefer azeb binyani over this kalilim. Asharos marubo zuacharzu. So many times in this sefer we have avodazara. We have the shmas that talk about avodazara. Parshas of shma. We have many, many, many Allah avodazara. So it's repetition for elaboration. It's repetition for emphasis. The tochachos the kolpachadim asher yafkedos abcholon shiaveris to scare us. The ode. Number three. So number one was elaboration. Number two is emphasis. Number three says the Ramban on line seven. Vaod Yosef v'sefer azek sas mitzvos shlo klau. You'll also have some new mitzvos that were never mentioned before. Kigon hayibum v'din motzi shemra v'hagurusha meisha. Right, those three are in kiseitzek. Kiseitzek has seventy-four mitzvos. A lot of them were not mentioned before. From the previous parsha, Shoftim, Vizulasan. So you have some mitzvahs that were not mentioned before, <coughs> but says the Ramban, Moshe Rabbeinu was told all these mitzvahs at Har Sinai. He just didn't give them over to Klal Yisrael. Moshe got all these mitzvahs already. There were no new mitzvahs given to Moshe Rabbeinu. In Arvos Moav. He got him all in the first year or two. Kodesh Baruch Hu commanded him everything there. Nothing was was um, was new. The, uh, after all, Kodesh Baruch Hu gave the Torah as a package deal. He gave, the, maybe there's a certain few, maybe maybe Parsha's Yerusha, because now he was waiting for Bedo Slavcha to be Zochet to the Parsha, maybe Makoshesh, the punishment of Achil Shabbos, but generally all the mitzvahs say the Ramban was given earlier. Al-Kain lo nomar b'sefer azeh, that is why you will not find in Tvarim. Amazing pickup. 
you will never find. That doesn't appear in Dvarim. So many mitzvahs in Dvarim. So many. You never find me. You know why? Because Hashem already told Moshe. He told him in, in by, uh, by our Sinai. He told him much earlier. Oh, You'll never have that in Dvarim. Because Dvarim is not about any new mitzvah that Moshe was told to tell Kalah Yisrael. But Moshe didn't tell them. Why? Why did Moshe wait? Why did Moshe tell them? He got the Nevuah. Maybe, says the Ramban, maybe, says the Ramban, these mitzvahs were only noheg in Eretz Yisrael. Even though they have nothing to do with the land. <coughs> there are certain mitzvahs that only started once they went into Eretz Yisrael, even though they weren't mitzvahs at Tuliyas Ba'aretz. Like Pasha's Desachim that was given over. Or maybe they're not such common mitzvahs. They don't come up so much. Therefore, our Moshe Rabbeinu didn't say it to them. Lois Kiram, Rabbe Banim Nochalia Aretz. Only by the ones that went into Eretz Yisrael. Before they go in, so Moshe Rabbeinu had to give over all of the mitzvahs. This is the sheet of the Ramban. Again, what's the purpose of Sefer Dvarim? All the mitzvahs that we have for elaboration, for emphasis, for clarity. But it's nothing, no new mitzvah. If it's a new mitzvah, it's just that Moshe Rabbeinu never told it to them, but nothing new was commanded to Moshe Rabbeinu at this time. The Radvaz takes issue with this Ramban. Radvaz, one of the greats, early Achronim, late Rishonim, so on the border, David ben Zimra, and one of its chuvas. He was asked, Sha'atamimani. Radvaz wasn't just asked, Halachal Maisa, he was also asked just about these uh, kinds of issues. Sha'atamimani. So you asked me, Chuvas Radvaz. 2,143. He has thousands of shuvas. Two volumes, but he has thousands of shuvas. This is shuva number 2,143. You asked me, where were the mitzvah said? Yibum is only a kiseitse. When did Moshe receive this mitzvah? If you're going to tell me he received it in year one or two... Why did Moshe keep quiet? We know there's an Isidaraisa of Kovish Nevoaso. If a Navi gets a Nevoah, he has to give it over. The Sefer Hasidim expands that to a Rebbe who knows Torah, who on purpose does not give over the Torah to the Talmudim. It's a Navi Shekovish Nevoah. Akadosh Baruch gave you Torah. What are you not giving it over for? Navi Shekovish Nevoaso. So ask the Radvaz, if Moshe Rabbeinu got it in the first two years... So how did he not give it over? Why did he say it over? And if he only got it now, so then you have the Ramban's problem of why doesn't it say it? I don't understand. If they got them, it's, if he got it earlier, why didn't he say it? If he didn't get it, if he only got it now, why doesn't it say it? And it sounds like he had the, the Ramban in front of him. It sounds like that there was nothing more Mechudash. Eila Divri Abris, as the Pazik says. So I don't understand. That was the questioner to the Radvas. Says the Radvas, Tshuva, Ra'isi laha Rambanzal, Betchilas Eila Dvarim Shehinis Oralzeh. I saw the Ramban was bothered by this and he came up with the idea that we already read everything was given over earlier everything was earlier but they weren't said until later and he quotes up until line 13 says the Radvaz the Ramban's words are wondrous to me I can't believe them if Hashem tells Moshe Tell this to B'nai Yisrael. For 40 years, how did he not tell them? But if he commanded them, Maybe Hashem told them, here, here are the mitzvahs, but don't tell them until later. So what, so what did he tell them for? Why didn't he wait? So first of all, I don't understand how you could say that. That Moshe Abedo didn't tell over the Nevuah. The old Kasha, and a lot of the explanations of the Rabban I don't like. You're telling me what, what, what was one of his explanations? He didn't tell it over because maybe certain mitzvahs were only Nohagas Ba'aretz. So he waited with those. Hello, Shemitah! Ma, what's the first Rashi of Parshish Bahar? Ma, Shemitah was said over at Arsina. I thought they were all the Pratim. So Ma, Shemitah was of course only in, in Eretz Yisrael. 
So you're telling me mitzvahs that were only knowing in our Torah said later? What about Shemitah? That was Vada said over at our Sinai. before in the Torah. Why was it said to them? The ode fourth to last line. Most of the mitzvahs in the Sefer has nothing to do with Eretz Yisrael. Yibum, marriage, Edom Zomimin. All of these. Oh, because they're not so common? Says Radvaz, I'll find you many common mitzvahs that were not commanded and many uncommon mitzvahs that were commanded. So I don't think that works either. So every line of the Ramban I have problems with, says the Radvaz. So I don't really have a shot. He says in the fourth line, the next column, I don't understand. I don't understand the Ramban. Says the Radvaz, I argue fundamentally on the Ramban. You know what? Sefer Dvarim was told to Moshe in Arvos Moav in the 40th year. That's why Moshe didn't say it over. Because he didn't get the Tzivuy until now. Why didn't he give these earlier? Says the Radvas, Hashem gave certain mitzvahs earlier, certain mitzvahs later. You're going to ask me, why he gave these later? Why he gave those earlier? Says the Radvas, he is so gadol. If you're asking this type of question, you're trying to ask about the motivation of God, why God did something? You can't ask that kind of question. You can't ask that kind of question about God. Why did Hashem give this mitzvah now? That's beyond our comprehension. You can't say that Moshe got it and didn't say it, because that's a kasha on Moshe. And you can't say Moshe was kovish devuaso. You could say Hashem waited to give it, and we don't know why he waited. That we can handle. The chihurid yisparach for itzonah called the rechad. Hashem's ratzon is him. Right? So you can't say that. That's the why question. Salvechik is quoted as saying in a number of places, you can't ask the why question. You can only ask the what question. What? What can I learn from the events? Why? The motivation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, That you can't ask about Hashem. It's beyond, beyond human comprehension. We can only ask the what, not the why. Umasha Amar HaKasav says the Ram, says the Radvaz. Eila Divrei Habris. Ay, it says Divrei Habris. It sounds like this was the only thing that was Mechudash. No. Ala Tochachos HaShotziva. Barbas Mohavkamer. That Divrei Habris is referring to the Tochacha. But not specifically that that is all what was renewed. Aval inachinami shetziva b'mitzvahs rabos barvas moav v'kamem mitzvahs matzinu shemren Moshe liYisrael v'lo nomer ben tzavas bnei Yisrael. You find throughout the Torah there are many mitzvahs that were given without a vayidab Hashem Moshe Lemar without a tzavas bnei Yisrael. So everybody realizes if Moshe is saying it, he got it from Hashem. Hashem Moshe doesn't say anything by himself. The Gemara sometimes quotes certain Tanoim said things in the name of the Rebbe's without quoting them. And Tosfos says, "Why did he quote him? Because everybody knew." If Yeshua said something was from Moshe, Moshe said that was from Hashem. It was obvious. Fundamental machlokas. All the mitzvahs in Dvarim that were not mentioned before in the Torah. When did Moshe get that sifui? The Ramban says he got it all first year or two, and he just held it over and he did not tell it to Am Yisrael. Why? He tried to give some exceptions. They're not so common. They don't apply to mitzvah. Very difficult. Very difficult to fit all the mitzvahs into that. There are many, many mitzvahs to say for Dvarim. The Radvaz says more kipshuto. Radvaz says they were given later. That's why they weren't given, uh, Moshe didn't tell them over earlier. Why? That you can't, that you can't ask. You can't ask why Kaddish Baruch Hu did this then and this then. <coughs> Good. So we have the type of nevuah of Sefer Dvarim. That's the gra. We have the content of Sefer Dvarim. That's the Ramban and the Radvaz. And one final point related to the overall picture of Sefer Dvarim. And that's from the Ksava Kabbalah of Mecklenburg. Source number four. The first Ksava Kabbalah on Sefer Dvarim. At the end of this whole paragraph, he quotes Gra. So I'm not sure if this is from the Gra that he's quoting or this is himself. I'm not sure. But it's in the Ksava Kabbalah. And for this thought, <coughs> it's we only appreciate this thought if you don't have the Chumash in front of you or if you're listening. We appreciate this thought even better if we look in the Chumash after we see what this thought says. The first five psukim of Sefer Dvarim is really hinting to the introduction to the entire Sefer. 
There are three phrases in the first five psukim of Hashem talking to Moshe. Pasuk Aleph. Ela hadvarim asher diber Moshe al Yisrael. First phrase that Moshe talks. These are the words that Moshe spoke. Pasuk Aleph. Pasuk Gimel. Diber Moshe al Yisrael. Second phrase. So got it. Got it. Pasuk Aleph asher diber Moshe. Pasuk Gimel. Diber Moshe al bnei Yisrael. Pasuk Hey. Beiver hayardim beretz Moav. Ho'il Moshe be'er esatora hazos lemar. Moshe started to explain the Torah. Three phrases of Moshe Rabbeinu acting and explaining and talking. You have, again, Diber Moshe al Yisrael, and we have Diber Moshe al Yisrael again, and we have Ho'il Moshe be'er esatora hazos. Three times. Says the Sava Kabbalah, the entire Sefer Dvarim can be split up into three parts. Three parts to the entire Sefer. If you take a step back and take a global look, and you can really appreciate this thought if you take just the Tanakh without Rashi in it. Just look at the Prakim. Says the Ksava Kabbalah, three parts to the Sefer. Kiyesh Pesefer Zegimel Chalakim. Chelaka Echad Mitchilas HaSefer Ad Vayikra Kshakodim HaSeres HaDibris Fumadabar Binyani Musar. The first four Prakim of Sefer Dvarim up until Revi'i and Veschanan. Perak Alev through Dalid is Musar. It's Tochacha. Moshe Rabbeinu talking about Jewish history. Moshe Rabbeinu talking, you have to do better. Moshe Rabbeinu says, you were by Baal Pa'ar, and by Yerushua Sa'ar, so this is what HaKadosh Baruch has done for you. Hashem loves you. Don't forget your bris. First for a prakim, Musar, Moshe Rabbeinu giving Musar five weeks before he dies. That's the first part. Chelek Habez, the second Chelek, from Perak Hay. This is the largest Chelek. From Perak Hay, all the way through the middle of Parshas Kisavo, that's the mitzvahs part of the of the sefer. You have the musr, then you have the mitzvahs, all the mitzvahs, hundreds of mitzvahs in sefer dvarim from perik hey through perik chavzayin pasuk ches. That's his breakup through perik chavzayin pasuk ches. That is sefer dvarim mitzvos section, right? And that ends off. That section ends. With the Pasuk, that Pasuk ends with the Pasuk. Let me just read it. Let me turn the page here. That Pasuk ends with, Write down this whole Torah. Right? Finishing up the Mitzvah section. Explain it well. And then, from that Pasuk, from Perech of Zion, Pasuk Tess, Listen to Hashem. And you get into the, the Arurs and the Bris and the Hargrizim and Areval and the Brachas and the Klalas. That's the treaty that Moshe made and bakes with Klai Yisrael and Hashem at the end of his life before he passes on. That's the third section of the Sefer. Hachelik HaGimel says the Ketav Kabbalah, line 6, Min HaBrachos VaHaKlalos that's the three sections. That's alluded to in the first five psukim of Dvarim. It says Diber Moshe three times, because Diber Moshe the Musr, Diber Moshe the Mitzvahs, and Diber Moshe the Bris and the treaty between Hashem and Am Yisrael that Moshe Rabbeinu brokers. Finally, says the Ksava HaKabbalah, it's fascinating that if you look at the first word of every each of these three sections. First word in Dvarim is Ve'ela. Right? First word in Perak is Ve'ela. The next word, the beginning of the second section is Vayikra. Beginning of the third section is Vayidaber. Those three words parallel Sefer 2, 3, and 4 of the Torah. So in Sefer Dvarim, Sefer Dvarim is a Mishnah Torah in what way? First section starts with Ve'ela just like Shmos starts off with Ve'ela. Second section starts off with Vayikra, just like Sefer Vayikra starts off with Vayikra. Third section starts with starts with Vayadaber, just like Sefer Bamidbar started off with um, Vayadaber. Let's read it inside. The Hisbonain. That's what the Medrash means. Vayikra hu male halachos. Says the Medrash that he quotes, Vayikra is full of halachas, ukenegdo dvarim nami, mali halachas. Vayikra is chock full of mitzvahs. That's why the middle section of dvarim, which is parallel to that, that's the Vayikra section of dvarim, 
It's parallel to Sefer Vayikra. Klomar also chelak sheva Sefer Dvarim shu keneged Sefer Vayikra shesham hamedubar min amitzvus. You have to amitzvus who malei halachas, right? He quotes there grand parentheses. So again, I don't know. You have to work out how the Musar and Machshava section parallels Sefer Shmos. That's that's the history behind Klal Yisrael, and you have to figure out how Veela Bamidbar parallels the. The treaty, the bris at the end of his life, maybe Klai Yisrael is going through the desert, was there Krisa's bris with HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Got to work it out, but he at least quotes the Vayikra. And he ends off, V'hi ha'ara nefla'a. This is a ha'ara nefla'a, v'nachon ma'od. V'nachon ma'od, and he says, V'amaz yoredarko she'enam rakakdam al-shoshos chalke sefer zeh. That explains the three phrases, after Dibe Moshe, the first five psukim, that explains the overall structure of Sefer Dvarim. It's three books, and it explains the parallel of Shmos Vayikra Bamidbar to the three sections of Sefer Dvar. Okay. Adkan related to the overall um, Sefer that we are starting. Now, a couple of thoughts, as we uh, as we usually have, related to specific psukim, rashis, and events that take place in the Parsha. Says the Pasuk in Perek Aleph, back to Perek Aleph, Pasuk Yud Gimel. Perek Aleph and Dvarim, Pasuk Yud Gimel. Says the Pasuk, Habu lochem anashim chachamim unavonim levidum l'shiftechem. Moshe Rabbeinu giving a little Jewish history lesson in the first couple of prakim. Vasimim barashichem. Bring for me men. I'm going to make them appoint uh, you as heads. Vatanu osi. And you answered me. Vatomru tova davar shedibar telasos. Good. It's good. Fine. It's good. We'll get other leaders. Says Rashi. You have it in the beginning of Source 5. Chilatetem es hadavar lahana aschem. You like the idea. You like the idea of getting other leaders involved. Sorry, Alafim, sorry, Meos. You like the idea. Hayalachem, Moshe's giving them Musr here. Hayalachem lahashiv. You should have said, Rabbeinu Moshe, Mimi no'el mode. Who know? Who do we want to learn from? Mimcha omitamidecha. Who do we want to learn from? From the source, from Moshe? Or from Moshe's Talmidim? Lo mimcha shenitzta'arta aleha? Aren't you a better... Source to teach us? Aren't you a better teacher because you were mitzair on the Torah? You pained yourself on the Torah? So aren't you the better one to learn from? That's what Moshe Rabbeinu was saying that they should have said. What does that mean? Why would somebody have been a better source of Torah, a better teacher, if they pained themselves? Here again from the Talaleoros. We see from these words of Rashi. You know what the greatest Rebbeim are? The most inspirational Rebbeim? If we know that our Rebbeim have unbelievable Amelus. That's an inspiration for us. If we know that their lives are Kulo Torah, that's the greatest role models for us. If we have a Rebbe that we know who's a genius, who knows Kulo Torah Kula, boom, but he doesn't work hard, it comes to him easy. And we think he's just a great teacher because it comes to me, he doesn't work hard. That's not the teacher that we're looking for. The greatest teacher and the greatest role models that we could be, if we look at it as we being te- uh, our being teachers, <laughs> could be the same content, but it's a better teacher if we know there will be sire on it and if they push themselves on it and they lost sleep over it. Because when a student knows, <laughs> if a student knows how much the Rebbe pushed and prepare the shear. Try to understand. Until he understood it. He values the words of the Rebbe more. And he accepts it more because he realized my Rebbe works so hard. He kills himself to be able to prepare shear to give over Torah. Oh, that's somebody. That, that's a role model. Even though at the beginning the Talmud won't realize the Kavanah of his Rebbe, once he sees the Rebbe works so hard, he'll come around and he'll realize because that's a person, that's a person to learn from. Somebody who has such mysterious nefesh for Torah to understand Torah. That's somebody to learn from. The story is told. I gave it to you in situation of the, of the source, turning the page. The uh, Talioris quotes a story that Rav Shmuel Rizovsky quoted over that he heard from his Rebbe, Rav Shimon Shkup. Rav Shimon Shkup, um, Shar Yosher says, when he was a Talmud in Yeshiva's Velazhin, he learned in the Velazhin Yeshiva, this is in source number six, he didn't always go to shir, the Shir of the Nitziv. You know, sometimes there's a Rosh Yeshiva that gives a Shir, and I, we like to learn on our own. 
We don't, we don't always go to Shear. We like to learn on our own. So at the beginning of the uh, Rav Shimon Shkup, lo nagli kanz the Shal Nitziv. He didn't go to the Shir of the Nitziv. Be'echad alelos one night. Bishamu cheres lachar. Nothing against him. He just liked to learn for himself. Bishamu cheres lachar chatzos one night. Late at night after chatzos. Be'ei shalom do be yeshiva mesechas baba basra. The yeshiva was only baba basra. You know in Velazhin they didn't like have a six a four year cycle, seven year cycle. When they opened up Velazhin they started with brachas and they went straight. And the following year, they picked up from when they ended off the previous year. They went straight through Shas. They went straight. They didn't, they didn't skip around. Oh, only, only certain Mesechus. They learned everything. That's why you have a Maromi Sadi. You have a Nitziv on everything. Right? Zerah, Moed, Nashim, Nizikim, Kachim, Taras. Right? And the Nitziv wrote on everything. So they were learning Baba Basra. So it's Kasher of Shimin Shkab. Avonis Diriya Rashbam. There was one Rashbam, as we know the Rashbam, on Baba Basra. We don't have Rashi on all of it. So he was having problems with a certain Rashbam. And it was bothering him, and he couldn't understand it. Lefeta nichlas hanetziv lahecha yeshiva. All of a sudden, the netziv walked into the base medrash. Walked into the base medrash, right? Like he always did during the night. All of a sudden, Rav Shimon ran over to the netziv and he said to the netziv, "He says, 'Can you help me with pshat of the Rashbam?'" The netziv answers him in the following lashon: "Mein kind, my child, al Rashbam azeh kfar hayisi kama pa'amim al hakvarim lehispalel sheezke lohavin dvarav." I've davened at Kvaris of Tzaddikim to try to understand this Rashbam. We davened at Kvaris Tzaddikim for what? Parnasa, Shiduchim, Refuos, Yeshuos. Wonderful! But how about getting shot in, a, in Exos? How about getting shot in a Rashi? Says the Nitziv, this Rashbam has bothered me. I've davened at Kvaris Tzaddikim. Says if Shimon Shkapi heard that, he said, never miss a shir from the Nitziv again. He says, this is my Rebbe. This is the Rebbe, my, my Rebbe, David the Kibbutz Hadikim, to understand the Rashbam. This is the Rebbe that I have to learn from. It's exactly what Rashi says. Moshe Rabbeinu gives them Musar. Why did you decide for the Talmud? I was Mitzar. He's not saying Alts Gaiva. He's giving them Musar. Right? He's saying, I was Mitzar on the Torah. Nobody else was Mitzar more than me. Forty days and forty nights, I didn't even sleep. Nobody else had more, had more, was more Mitzar on the Torah. So, next time, you'll learn from me. But the message being, ourselves, being Moser Nefesh, and the best rabbeim, the best role models that we could be are where our students and our, and our neighbors see us the most nefesh for the Torah. Good. Right, the puzzle continues and Moshe Rabbeinu gets into a little more Jewish history reviewing the story of the Meraglim and Yana Dioma. Right. Meraglim came back in just a couple of days. Tonight being Gimel. Tonight's Gimel Av. Right, so Meraglim came back. And uh, Shavua says the Meraglim came back on the eighth day of Av as it was getting dark. Into the ninth of Av, the Bnei Yisrael started crying. That was the Bechiyah. They cried on Tisha B'av. They came back on the eighth of Av, and on the ninth of Av, they uh, they cried. So Moshe Rabbeinu is revealed. That's why uh, also connection to Dvarim and, and uh, Shabbos Chazon. Says the pasuk in Aleph Chafei, twenty fifth pasuk. Vayichu biyadami priha ares. Vayoridu eleinu. They brought fruit down. Vayeshivu osano davar. Vayomru tova da ares. Asher Hashem alakin osanlanu. The land is great. The land is great. Tova haaretz. So Rashi says something similar in Parsha Shlach, where Rashi says, you got to have a little MS before you have the rest sheker. The sheker, the lie, is not going to last unless you have a little MS. So that's why in Shlach, first the Meraglim say, yeah, it's a great land, and then they go on to say the what's terrible. That's the Pashtus. Says the Chassam Sofer, in Source number 7, in Taurus Moshe, in our Parsha, no, I think Tova Haaretz, is not Rashi here says a little bit differently. Rashi here says Yeshua and Kalev said that phrase, and the rest of it was said by the Meraglim. Says the Chassam Sofer, no, I think it was all said by the Meraglim. Why? Tova Haaretz, Nire Gamze Mehadiba. This is also part of the Diba. Achar Shehi Masu Levava Milochamimahem. After they were scared and their hearts melted from fighting with the people who lived in Eretz Canaan at the time. Akati Yishlomar, maybe there's still a chance. Shemeatzmam Yifnu, maybe they'll leave. Maybe they'll just leave without before we come and fight them. As we know, the Girgashi, one of the seven tribes, they left. They heard Klai Yisrael. No, we're getting out of here. We don't want to fight. So maybe they're, maybe they're going to leave. The Braglam was starting to scare the people. But maybe the, they wouldn't have been scared because, you know, they would leave. So the Meraglim had to say something to convince the rest of Klai Yisrael that they weren't going to leave. Right, only the Gavonim made peace. The land is great. You know what they mean to say by this? The land is great and therefore the other nations aren't going to want to leave. It's part of the Deba. It looks good. It looks like they're saying something positive, but really they're not. 
They're not going to find another great land like this. You know what? You might as well give up now. They're strong nations, and they're not going to want to leave. The Yimsru Nafshamaleha. They're going to try to be most or nefesh on it. As Rashika says, the Gemara in Chelek at the end of Sanhedrin, talking about Sancherev. Sancherev is also talking, are they going to leave? No. Eretz Yisrael is a beautiful land. But he's saying that to explain and to put instill fear in the rest of Klal Yisrael. So even though on the surface it looks like a compliment, Tova Haaretz, underneath it's really not. Says, Rav Zelik Pliskin, says in the Growth Through Torah in source number 8, you know what the message of this Chassam Sofer is? Many times we say things, and on the surface it looks like a compliment. But sometimes we don't mean it as a compliment. He gives an example. He says, he says, there are many, from here we see that it's possible for someone to say something that on the surface seems like a positive statement, but when taking the, taking the entire situation into account, is meant to have a negative effect. There are people who frequently do this. Right? They say things like, you finally did a good job. What a great compliment. What a great compliment that is. Tell me I did a good job. You finally did a good job. You have to stuck him. You have to turn the dagger as you compliment. If you want to give me a compliment, give me a compliment. Right? This might be meant to, as praise and encouragement, but it could also mean as an emphasis on all the times when the person did not act satisfactory, satisfactorily. Right? Many times you find that um, you know a sibling, a sibling will say, you know, they'll want, they'll want to compliment another sibling, but it'll be with an excuse because they don't really want to give. They, yeah, they did it beautiful, but you know who helped them? They, yeah, they did it, but so they got help. Or yeah, you did that, but I'm. How many times do we say something? But we minimize it. Some sort of is telling us, you say something good, you say something positive, make sure it's purely positive. Right? Whether it was to a friend. Okay. So, so we, we don't express everything that we wanted to express. It's okay. We can hold it in. Nothing better than keeping quiet. When we say something, we can't have any sarcasm related to it. We can't have any other, other messages and and innuendos, anything that's meant by our comment, except the comment itself. Tova Haaretz, the Meraglim said, Tova Haaretz, they're not going to come, the message is, and we give a compliment, it's got to be something that is meant totally and positively. Okay, next. Second parak of Dvarim. One of the classic Klayakars in all of the Torah. Klayakar, parak, I've got a couple of uh, emails about uh, putting in more Klayakars. This Klayakar is basic. So the beginning of this Klayakar, you could just read the first line. Right? The, well, just read the Pasuk. Pasuk says, the beginning of Perak Beis, Vayomer Hashem Eli, Beis Beis, Vayomer Hashem Eli, Lemar Hashem said to me, Moshe, Rav Lachem, Sova Sahara Zeh, after the Meraglim, it's been enough for you, go around this mountain, Penu Lachem Safona, go north. Go north, you can't go straight into Eretz Yisrael, you got to go around. Penu Lachem Safona. So the first time I came familiar with this Klayakar was uh, 15 summers ago. Fifteen summers ago, I was in another camp. I was in Marasha, and I saw, I witnessed a meeting between Rabbi Mordechai Willig, one of my rebbeim, and uh, Shlita, and Rabbi Oratz, Rabbi Pesach Oratz, a of Rachel, who was nifter this year, one of the greats, who is a tremendous marbet Torah. He taught in many, many different schools. So I saw, I was witness of a Shabbos, and I was just, I think I was walking with Rabbi Willig. Anyways, I was walking, and Rabbi Willig came to Rabbi. I don't remember who said what. I think it was Rabbi Willig came to Rabbi Oratz. It was Parshas Dvarim. And Rabbi Olik says, Rabim Omrim ki pasuk ze no kev yoredat hatahom. And Rabbi Oretz answered, Vyeshbo remes l'shoh l'doros. They both knew the Klayakar by heart. At least the first line. So this is the Klayakar. That's how they greeted each other on Parshas Dvarim. This, many say, this pasuk goes to the depths. No kev yoredat hatahom. It goes to the depths. Vyeshbo remes l'shoh l'doros. And it has a message for now and for every generation. The Klayakar lived in Prague in the 1500s. So it's a message for Prague in the 1500s and it's the message for every generation. What's the message? Pinu Lachem Tzafona. Go north. What does that mean? The Inyan Sibuv Zeh, says the Klayakar. This Sibuv. Sheyelchu Schar Lekarim Hashem Tzavakos Lo Yikravu. So Pashism means you have to go around there. It's Israel. Right? You have to be Novanod. Ki Yamim Rabim Li Yisrael Shoyin Nadim Bin Noim Svivo. You have to go around. You can't go into Eretz Yisrael straight. Lo Yutan Li Yisrael Kawach Aleyam An Midrach Kafragel. You got to go around and around. But on a deeper level, Penulachem Tzafona, go north because you have to go around into Galus. There's a secret about Galus that's being said here. Penulachem Tzafona. Ve'inyin Hatzvan Azunir Ali. Says the Klayakar on line 7. A biting thought. 
Shem yimso ha'isha Yisraeli begalus. If a Jew finds himself in galus, heichel azeh eiza hatzlacha, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu gives him some type of hatzlacha, some type of material gift. Because after all, that's everything that we have in the material world is a gift from Hashem. If Hakadosh Baruch Hu gives a material gift to someone, zeir sham a little bit here, a little bit there, oz yatminu v'yatspinu. We should hide it from the word safun. Penulachem safona, north, but also safona means safun, like the afikomen. Safun, safun means hidden. Hide it. Don't flaunt it. Hakol befnei esav. Ki'ein l'cha umah she miskanis bi Yisrael kamo esav. There is no umah that is jealous of the Jews, but uh, more than esav. Ki'la da'it makol gzula, they think esav, which is Edom, which is the Christian galus, which we are still in adayom hazeh. Right? Esav is the worst because they think everything is stolen from us. From the Birchaz Yaakov, Shalakach Birchotov Shalesa Bimirma. Says the Klayakar, line 12, Al Kain Siva Dafka Al Esav, Penulachem Safona, Shalis Kanabachem. Just hide your riches. You have a material possession. You have something, don't flaunt it when we're in Gaulus. Don't. Nobody has to know what I have. I have something wonderful. Use it for good. This is the opposite, says the Klayakar in Prague in the 1500s. This is the opposite of what many of Achinah B'nai Yisrael do today. So we get Malbushe Kavod, who bought him Svunim, and serious houses. We have a hundred, we make it as if we have thousands. And the other nations see. Oh, this is a Jew. This is what a, how a Jew builds a house. We violate the Pasuk of Penulachem Safona. Safun. Kodesh Baruch gives us something. Okay, it's for you. It's not for anybody else to know about. It's not for anybody else to see. Hide riches. It is so prevalent. And he ends off. This is partially, at least, the reason for so many tsaris that we have in all of our Goliaths throughout history. This is the spiting thought of the Klayakar as we think about going out of Gaulus, as we think about Geula, Pinulachem Safona. Let us take what HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us and thank Him for it and use it properly and enjoy it. But it doesn't mean that everybody else has to know about it. It doesn't mean that we have to flaunt it or not be tzafun with it. Okay. Finally, let's have two thoughts related to the Haftorah. After all, this is Shabbos Chazon. Chazon coming from the first word in the Haftorah. Chazon Yishayah ben Amos, first parak in Yishayah. So, two thoughts on the Haftorah. Pasuk Aleph. Right, so I'm sorry, not the Pasuk Aleph, but if towards the beginning of Haftorah in Yishayah, the Pasuk says, towards the end of the Haftorah actually, Yadak's quoted in the bold print, in source number 10, Yadashar Konehu Vachamari Vuzbalav, in ox knows its master. Konehu. What is Konehu? Usually we think of the word Kinyan. Right? Kinyan. Right? It's, a, it's an acquisition, a transaction. But you read the first Mishnah in Mesachas Kiddushin, you know it's got to have a deeper meaning. Ha'isha Nikneis, Bishlo Shrochim. doesn't mean Nikneis. Right, my Rebbe Rosenzweig said, nicknames like is from the word Kone Shemayim Ba'aretz. Kinyin always means a status change. That's why Ha'isha nicknames because the woman becomes an Ish's Ish. The woman's status changes. Kone Shemayim Ba'aretz. The Baruch created the world, therefore he owns the world. The status of the world, he is the owner. Kone, Kinyin is always a status change of an item. It belongs to you. Right? Transaction is one example. But if you create something, the Gemara says, Uman Kone B'Sheva if, uh, if an uman, if a worker works on something and builds a chair, he's cone of the chair. What is cone of the chair? He's not, he has to give it over. No, in his Kenyan means he, has, he, he is the creator. So here too, Yada Shar Kone, the Shar knows his creator. And the donkey knows the trough of his bailim. Meaning they know where to go to get their food. Yisrael lo yada amilo hisbonan. And my Jews, this is the Musa Yeshayah is giving, the Jews are even worse than the animals. The Jews don't realize. They don't come back to me. They don't think about me. Says the Chidah, maybe these two phrases in Yeshayahu are alluding to two later stories in the times of the Tanoim. The Chidah. Says the Chidah, first the story of the, in the Yerushalmi. It's not in the Bavli, it's in the Yerushalmi. Says the Yerushalmi, it's in a lot of the children's storybooks. 
Yehudi Echad Haisalo Para Guy. There was a Jew who had a cow, and because he didn't have enough money, he had to sell it to a guy. The problem was, it was a wonderful animal, it was a great cow. All of a sudden, Shabbos morning, the guy takes the cow out to plow, and the cow doesn't budge. You ever try to move a cow? The cow's very strong. He couldn't get the cow to move. So he didn't know what was the problem. So, okay, fine, he didn't work that day. Next day, Sunday, it was wonderful. Next Shabbos, boom, it doesn't move again. What's wrong with this cow? So, he hit him and hit him, he didn't move. So, so the guy comes and tells tells the tells the seller. What do you use? It's You sold me a, a strange cow. All of a sudden, the seller goes and whispers something in the cow's ear, and the cow starts plowing, and the cow starts working. What do you whisper? So the Yushami explains that he whispered that Mr. Cow, beforehand you worked for me. That's why you weren't allowed to work on Shabbos. But now you're owned by a guy. There's no Isra Shrisa's behema by a guy. A, beha- a cow, a cow of a guy is allowed to work on Shabbos. Now he could work, and therefore, the uh, you're allowed to, you're allowed to, uh, you're allowed to do it. And the cow started working. The guy was so mispiled. The guy was so amazed at this, he stood up and became a Jew. So then he couldn't work on Shabbos again. Anyway, I guess, but he couldn't work. He was misguided, and that's why throughout the Gemara, throughout the Gemara, there's someone called Rabbi Yochanan ben Turta. Tura is a cow in Aramaic. Umach was that Karl Mocher Turta and the Mocher's son, right? The Mocher's son, um, uh, his name was, they called him Turta because he had this amazing cow and Rabbi Yochanan, uh, he had a son, Rabbi Yochanan. Anyway, that is one story about a famous cow. Another story that's told. Another story that's told. V'chein Amruch, skipping down. Skip down to line 13. V'chein Sibra Chazash and not know the Chamorosh or Repinchas Ben one of the most uh, also, amazing Tanam, amazing stories told in Shas about Pinchas Ben Yair. His donkey was taken by bandits, and they started feeding it, and he wouldn't eat. Also, his donkey wouldn't eat, and all these Tanam's animals wouldn't eat because Shumasamaisas weren't taken off, all of these other halachas, it was stolen. Says the Chidah, maybe that's what the Pasuk is referring to. Yadar Shar Konehu. Even a Shar knows. Which Shar? The Shar, the ox, the cow. Of Rabbi Yochanan ben Torta, of that man, Vachamor, Evus Baalov, and the Chamor, the Chamor of Repinchas Ben Yair, the Chamor of Mendoza. All of these throughout history, these animals are connected to Hashem, are connected to mitzvahs. Yisrael Yada, Milo is Bonan. What can I say to the Jewish people? The Jewish people aren't on the level. The animals have more loyalty to me and to their owners than the Jewish people do. That's a little remez in that pasuk from the Chita. At the end, he says, Vehu Pele. But one final thought, and that is the Meshachachma on the Haftar. Meshachachma points out that when Yeshayo is getting Musr, and Yeshayo is saying that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not interested in our Karbanis anymore. Hashem says, I don't want your Karbanis. I'm not interested. He doesn't mention all the Karbanis. He mentions specifically two. Pasuk in Perak Al, Pasuk Yud Gimel. See in the bold print. Lo sosifu havi minchas shav. Don't bring me any more Karbanis mincha. I'm sick of your Karbanis minchas. The flower, flower carbonus. Ketores, the Ketores that you give me, to'eva heli. It's an abomination to me. Lo'uchal oven vatsara. So specifically, the Meshachachma is asking, in effect, why specifically are these two carbonos targeted by Yishayahu, meaning Hashem, through Yishayahu, to give us Musr. Hashem doesn't want our Minchas anymore. Hashem doesn't want our Ketores anymore. Says the Meshachachma, what is symbolized by the Ketores? What is symbolized by the mincha? Ha'inyan. Demotzan l'razal, first parak and krisus. Called tainus, shein babay poshi, yisrael in a tainus. Every fast day, we have to try to include all types of Jews in a fast day. How do you know that? And that's why on Yom Kippur nights, how do we start kol nidre? We say, aldas ha'makam, aldas ha'makam, and we include all, all the yeshiv shamata, aldas ha'varyanim. Everybody's included. Right? So what, where do you learn that from? Where do you know that you have to include even the not such great Jews. Shaharichel banarechara. Because one of the spices of the Ketores was foul smelling. It was it smelled it, it was gross. But together with the other ten spices, it was delicious. It made an amazing scent. All of them together. So you put the bad spice with all the other spices together. It's beautiful. Umana nakasev and samamani Hare. 
What do you see from Torahs? The Dover Hapachos Ba'atzmiuso. Something that inherently is weak. Because Zos, but still, Kishu Misari Baguda Klalis. When you put it together in the group, who misbasem, it gets a beautiful smell. Umoil lahotzi reach nichoach minasamamanam achirim. Its good smell is brought out by the other spices. And that's what we find in Sanhedrin and other Gemaras, right? That is the message of the Torahs. It's the message of Achdus. It's a message of being together, of bringing everybody in. Egad Echad. Right? That is, he continues and emphasizes it. But that's the Torahs, and then he says in the next column, even that's really the base of Mikdash itself. Wherever you are in the world, you dive into Yerushalayim. You dive into Eretz Yisrael. Wherever you are in Eretz Yisrael, you dive into Yerushalayim. Right? If you live in Svat, you dive in South. If you live in, live in Beersheba, you dive in North. Right? It depends where Yerushalayim is. You live in Yerushalayim, you dive in towards the Makam Mikdash. You're in the Makam Mikdash, you dive in towards the Kodesh Kodashim. Everybody is united through Tefillah. Line 11, That's why it was so miraculous there. Because that's where all of Kalei Yisrael came together. The entire base of Migdash. But that's Ketores. What's Mincha? What's a carbon Mincha? Turning over the page. It's an interesting halacha about a carbon Mincha. If me and you, if the two of us want to bring a carbon Mincha, you know what? We can't. There's no such thing as a Mincha Bishutfis. You cannot bring a carbon Mincha as a partner. Two people can bring a carbon bring an animal. But two people cannot bring a carbon mincha. You know what types of carbon minchas there are? Only a yachid. One person can bring a carbon mincha. And on behalf of Kla Yisrael, you can bring a carbon mincha. The Shteh HaLechem on Shvuis is a carbon mincha. The carbon HaOmer on Pesach is a carbon mincha. So a carbon mincha is either one person or the entire tzibur. Partners, two people can't bring a carbon mincha. So a carbon mincha is also about Achtus. Only one person, or all of Klai Yisrael, which is one. It's all of Klai Yisrael. Three people in Klai Yisrael can't bring it. A carbon Sibor is really one. It's one by limb. Mincha, next page. Ain't a crave shutfin. Rak be yachid. Ubit Sibor ba mincha. Lefishat Sibor hu beklaliyoso kamo yachid shuish echad. The kolachan mole chavero. Kamosha kolavra mole chavero. We're all like one body. We're all like different parts of the body. Right? We're all like one sort of marshal. We're like a car. We're all, uh, car needs everything. You know, Ramosha Feistin was the engine. Fine. And, uh, yeah, they have, you know, he, some people were the, it was, some were more important than others. But you can't drive without a steering wheel and a brake. We're all different parts of the car. We're all one unit. Kodesh Baruch Hu needs all of us. But that's, that's the Achtos. So Kodesh Baruch Hu, when he's giving Musr to us through Yishayo, don't bring me the Torahs and the Mincha. Why? Because the problem is that there's such period in Klai Yisrael, such inner fighting in Klai Yisrael. So he picks the two Karbanas that are meant to symbolize and reflect Achtos. And he says, I'm not interested in those karbanas, because look at your actions. Your actions do not mirror the message of what these karbanas are supposed to be. And that's the worst. The other karbanas are also bad. But these two that are supposed to connect to Achtus, that is something that really has to be worked on. So, on uh, all of Klai Yisrael, again, we each in our own way, all over the world, all over the world, the message of the Messer Chachma rings in every generation. And again, Rachman al-Islan, this is, this is why we still don't have a base of Megdash. You know, oh, I sin aschina, sin aschina. But if you think about it, there's so much inner fighting amongst Jews. Rachman al-Litzlan. In every country, in every country where there are Jews in this land, in this earth, Rachman al-Litzlan. We're not Makayim the Torahs, we're not Makayim the Mincha. Kaddish Baruch was waiting. If each of us, in every circle that we're in, could do our best, little by little, hopefully it could be Mashpia on everyone, on each other, and Beth Hashem, next year we will have a different Chazon. We won't have Chazon Yishayahu. Well, Chazon Elio Anavi and Chazon of Gula Shlaim.